Welcome to Mixed Company. Bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. And here we are. Back again. <laughs> oh man, we are here. What up? It's Mixed Company. Hey friends. Hi. I'm Karina, and I was almost kidnapped today. <laughs> Only Karina is the grown-ass woman <laughs> oh that's God. getting kidnapped in these streets. <laughs> I oh just God. don't understand. I just no don't one get understand. It. Well, I'm, I'm Simeon, and that's Kai. Oh, sorry. And we're going to ask you about your kidnapping real quick. No. Yeah, I want to talk about it. I just don't feel like that that's real, that you got kidnapped. And, like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't feel like I was kidnapped. I just felt like... like so on my way here, I t- decided to take a lift line, which was already poor decisions to begin with because I hate lift line. Okay. But you can't beat that price though. But anyway. Sure you can. It's five dollar Uber price from one twenty fifth down to Lower Manhattan. Oh, but go ahead. Well, that I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> but um, so on my way here, there's you know, I'm the second person to get in the car, and you know, you think with lift line, it's like max two people. No. No. They got to fill up all the seats in oh the car. Oh, my goodness. You don't do shared rides that oh, often, No, I huh? do not. Girl, I have to do some So stories. I saw a third stop, and I'm like, are you serious right now? So we're driving, and they let the first person off first. And I was like, okay, cool. They probably got another person. Then we started a detour, because, you know, I follow, you know, the car to make sure that we're all mm-hmm. on track. And to make sure that they're not trying to take you to, like, some underground disclosed area. Yeah. And that almost happened today. So anyway... So I see, like, okay, first stop. Next stop, um, the third, second guy goes on. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Then I look back at my phone, and it says ride completed. But I'm still in the car. (laughs) I need to know where you were (laughs) sitting. Where were you sitting? I was sitting right behind him. Like, I literally could go in his um, back mirror and say, hello, I'm still in the car. So we stopped. We drop off the second person, and we stop for a lot, for another minute. And I see him going through his little lift phone trying to accept the fee. And I was like, I'm still in the car. (laughs) Yo, yo, wait, wait, wait. Are you a middle child by any chance? No, I'm an only child. Oh. So you're not even used to that. This. Actually, that actually, that actually you're not even used to this syndrome. treatment. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, I'm, I must be made out of glass. I must be invisible. So I'm oh. sitting here, sir, I'm still in the car. Why did you complete my ride? We still have places to go. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Where are you going? I'm like, are you serious right now? So, so literally spelled out the building. I didn't even, he's like, what's the address? What's the cross street? We already know that you don't know any of that. So I'm going to give you the mm-hmm. building name. That's and he, we do the building name. He's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> then we go. Career. Then you want to have an attitude because he's like, oh, you know, road closed. And I was like, we're already delayed because you forgot about that there was another person in the car. Oh, man, Karina. Um, you got to do then, better. You got to put better vibes into the universe because this ain't right for you. But this is not the end. Um, so we get to the building. This and I was like, stop, stop at the red car. I want just right in front of the building. I have a lot of stuff. <laughs> stop right in front of the building. And he's like, he, he accelerates. And I was like... No, like, stop. And I, you know, I, I'm just, like, inherently rude. I snapped. And I was like, right there, stop in front of the building. And he was like, oh, you snapped. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so? Are you serious? 
tried to take you home <laughs> to his home. <laughs> I was we're about to go. I'm like, this Are is you a okay? very long detour. Are you okay? I'm fine. I mean, I did a terrible review. I don't know. I don't think I'll get my money back, but you, I don't know if I'm gonna do if lift it. If it was line. Uber, you get your child, you get your money you, back were, for were, everything. Were you, were you the only person of color in the car? Yes. But was the driver <laughs> Yes <laughs> Okay. We were damn near the same hue. He didn't care about you. He he did not care. Well, we're happy you're here and that you made it. Yeah. (laughs) My day was much better than that. Yeah, yeah, compared to that, my day was pretty uneventful. Oh, shoot. Well, let's do these things that we normally do and jump into our listener letters. And today we have a letter from Aisha. Yep. Am I reading this? Okay. All right, fine. Go for it, line by line. Take your time. We'll help you where we can. Okay. And so this is from Aisha, and it says, I was listening to your last episode, and it's so funny because our talent and inclusion team had a discussion about it, about the recent shootings on Friday. So for those who didn't listen to the last episode, you should go listen to it because it is... Pretty good, and it is about all the recent tragic events that have been happening and how we cope at work. And I will continue with this letter. Uh, It was a safe haven atmosphere where we educated non-people of color about the effects of race in America and how it translates into our workplace. We also had C-suite executives and also the CEO of one of our companies to sit in on the discussion. Wow. It was very eye-opening to them, and of course, um, but they are coming up with ways to increase diversity, of course, sorry, that's a typo, Um, and also to hear our thoughts and feelings about the shooting. I was happy to have this dialogue with them, and even more grateful that our CEO of North America encouraged everyone to sit in on the conversation. Wow, shout out to them. They're actually having a conversation. You know what, after, I guess after we we recorded, um, there were quite a few people that actually said like their agencies, their companies, or their teams were like having internal conversations. I also heard that after a few people um, voiced their opinions about feeling excluded in the conversations, Mm -hmm. that it was, you know, light bulb kind of went off. Like, damn, you know, you guys are right. We should talk about this the same way we would yeah. talk about anything else. Um, nice. Especially, I mean, as quiet as it's not kept, like, a week later, a, le- a week after we released, or the week of our release, yeah, mm-hmm. was the incident in, in Nice. And, you know, there was no question for, for many of the organizations and companies that pledged their support to stand and pray with France. So, you know, the conversation's gonna keep going forward. Um, I think I'm just, I feel good about being a part of this conversation. I think, yes. I think especially in advertising, like it's taking, the people that work within advertising are taking a turn and are becoming more vocal about our um, personal community issues and bringing them mainstream, so. It's I mean, there's some of it, but I'm still waiting for <laughs> my company letter. My company has not said anything oh, really? yet. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And you know, people have been you know nominated for ad color, but you know, hey, I'm just putting it out there. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my, my, I don't, I don't know what my side I was about. Um, I feel like you're just used to side-eyeing me when I speak. <laughs> just in case Keep I say something pocket. crazy. Oh, no, because there were, there were like a couple of crazy comments that went through my head, and I was like, uh, I'm going to edit that. I'm going to edit that. I'm going to edit that. I like I said that I'm you edit yourself in yeah. your head. And then I said I'm not going to say anything. Okay. And so, 
Well, and thank that you. That. And that was our listener letter for the, the day. Thank you, Aisha. Yeah, that's how you say that. And I can't. Because, <laughs> listen. All right, let's, let's keep it going. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to jump into the dopest things of the last week or our week two weeks since we're since we're bi-weekly um and i'm going to kick this one off with uh something dope that one of my homies did which is the new dove campaign that is for the olympics and it is the hold on, let me just make sure i get this name right uh hashtag my beauty my say and basically what this is this is a digital campaign that basically looks at all of the commentary that revolves around women in sports and basically what the, what it does is every single time that there is a comment about a woman's appearance and not her ability they blur the woman out and they make the comment more prominent am i explaining that right you're giving me the side eye no, i'm not I was, explaining it right i was just following um, along <laughs> So basically, they, they launched this in Times Square with the billboard that um, broadcast like all the sexist comments that the media made about um, female athletes, and then basically, which they started collecting, I think, like back in June. So basically, as the comments appear over the images of the women playing sports, the the women disappear on the billboard. Mm. So it's basically saying like when you're talking about a woman's appearance, you are minimizing um i guess the there's no the, i guess if you talk about a woman's appearance yeah, yeah, you minimize yeah. her as a person yes there you go <laughs> where I just, literally as you, as, as you started talking I, I had flashbacks to our woman episode where you <laughs> screamed at me multiple times and, and you're making okay. strides i'm not screaming i have a loud oh voice. i've i've made plenty of strides i stopped calling women tricks in the office that's nice. <laughs> I think it's oh. a, it's the small things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is the small things. Okay. Cool. Cool. Who's yay. next? I'm next. You you can do whatever you want to do. Oh yay! So my dope thing is I've been ever since. I don't know. It's kind of superficial to say this, but ever since in light of the events, I've been looking about um, black-owned businesses and like. Black, anything that I can do to support my community. So what's interesting is it's still vacation time because, you know, summer's it's still hot. But um, It's always vacation time. Yeah, I was about to say summer <laughs> or not. <laughs> don't, don't ever let that stop you. Oh, okay. So um, Sheila Johnson, who is the wife of Bob Johnson... Is it Bob Johnson? Let me make sure. <laughs> she, um, the founder of BET, she has these line of resorts from in Florida, and she's making a new one in North Carolina as well. They're called Salamander Resorts and Spa, oh. and they're supposed to be really nice. So if you want to get away from the city, get away from people at work, look into it. It gets you, go to the spa, relax. And have a good time. 
That's so cool. Are they like all inclusive resort type? I, they have options. I doubt that. I doubt it too. <laughs> but you know, I've totally been looking for. Like, I was like, dang. But it's a Sometimes cost I don't want to travel that far. I just want to go somewhere and get the all inclusive resort experience <laughs> without having to go to Jamaica. You, it's, you said it's <laughs> Salamander, like the lizard. Salamander, yeah, hotel and resort, like the Geico. Mm-hmm. And then there's Salamander. <laughs> there's Salamander Resort and Spa in Virginia. And then there's Virginia. Yes. Where in Virginia? Um I it doesn't it doesn't note out here, but it says Virginia. Okay. So look into it. Look into this and see how much she's talking about. That sounds dope. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. And they're they've they've opened already, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they're opening one in North Carolina. Oh Virginia, Florida, and North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, these rates are real. Oh, they are. How much is it? Uh, well, I did look at like the best available. Well, they like they start like three eighty three if you're a senior citizen, or if you have AAA. Oh, that's different. Okay. Well, good for her. Good for them. Good for the Johnsons. I'm glad that they are still contributing to uh, black culture in the United States, and more reason for me to give them more of my money. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What you got, Kai? All right, so my dopish of the week is, um, I guess it's like a combination of the tone that you guys are going in. It's definitely a shout out to some homies, um, and it's definitely supporting black-owned artistry within Brooklyn. Mm. So for those of you that live in New York City, or you've been paying attention to Vibe.com, or more specifically, you're into art and you live in Brooklyn, um, some homies of mine um, have been exhibiting in the OK Player uh, Gallery in Williamsburg. Um, the title of the exhibition is, is called Five Fifths, a Tunnel Vision Collective Presentation. And essentially, um, it is a collective of five artists that came together to showcase their different performance, visual, um, performance and visual arts. Um, They had their opening, I believe, I guess time doesn't matter on this show because we go every two weeks. But from the day I'm speaking, they had their opening last week and they've lasted 10 days. Their final day is uh, July 30th, I believe. and it's just a really dope experience. Um, I guess I can read this for you guys. So five contemporary artists, each spiritual each spiritual leaders in their own right, have come together to tell the story of Five Fifths, an audio-visual exhibition that is meant to offer an alternative perspective on the way we see and appreciate black art and, by extension, ourselves. So it was just really cool um, The when I went on Sunday night. I had a chance to see the performance artist Geminelle perform. Um, Steven Small Warner, who I go back, go way back, way back to 2000 and what, nine, eight, nine. I was working on Homecoming at Howard. Um, he's taken his visual artistry to a whole nother level. Um, he's a photographer, he's a director, he does screenplays, and just, you know, real cool artsy dope artsy dudes so shout out to them shout out to um jd malone shout out to dexter jones shout out to sophia dawson and like i mentioned geminelle it was an amazing experience um and yeah i can't wait to see the recap for the footage that comes from tunnel vision um yeah it's just you know what it is it's just really cool to see like a whole bunch of like 
really aspirational people in a room doing dope things, speaking about dope things, and like it was a good Sunday. It was yes. a nice Sunday fun day. So shout out to them. Hashtag Tunnel Vision. Awesome. You got friends. You got friends. Y'all got friends. We all got friends. Your friends are cool, cool friends. I mean, my friends are cool. They're friends yeah, are like they're definitely cool. cooler than me. But yeah, it was a cool experience. So. <laughs> cool. Yay! That was, that was the dope stuff. Dope. Dope. So we're going to jump into today's hot topic. And I guess this is a topic that is hot every year. A couple times a year for different Shoot, people. Shoot, it better be hot. Basically, today's topic is uh, hot topics around performance reviews. So um, some of us are probably in the middle of performance reviews. I know I am. I don't know. Well, you say you don't do performance reviews. You? I no, definitely right. am in the middle um, but yeah, so basically every year around this time or the beginning of the year or the end of the year, um, there's this, for some, the dreaded performance review season. Um, and it's basically, if you're in advertising or any job, it's an evaluation of your work performance over the last year or six months or three months, depending on how diligent your company is about keeping you informed on what you are up to and if you're doing good or if you're doing bad. Um, at some of these places, you do 360 reviews where you have your peers review you, which um, I tend to like. I think that's it, le- it leaves less way for bias, like one-sided bias. All right. But also, the, these reviews determine whether or not... And then for some of you, like I'm just probably re- reiterating stuff that you already know but for others there are definitely a lot of people out there who do not get reviews um and the reason why and it's probably the reason why you haven't been promoted in a few years or have gotten a raise so this is actually good information for some and probably for others it's just reinforcing what you already know and but keep listening because it gets better um but we also want to talk about um, biases, biases and reviews, which is um, like there's data and there's going to be a website that we're going to post um, on the link about how black and women workers receive extra scrutiny from their bosses with, when it comes to reviews. Um, and it leads to poor performance reviews um, and lower wages and even job loss, uh, which Kai has a story about, which we'll segue to in a minute. Um, but also, um, as firms become more likely to implement reviews, review systems, minority men and women become less likely to hold management positions, which is a very interesting um, point that is made in a Fortune article, which, which we'll also post. We're going to get in the habit of posting the articles that we reference so yeah. that you yeah, guys... Yeah, so it's not just us kind of talking uh, yeah. about it and you guys get your, you know, reading, uh, your reading kicks during work or your train ride or your car... Well, Hopefully you're not reading in the car, but whatever you do, you know, live your life luxuriously. Yeah. So we'll post <laughs> Yeah, and just sidebar, Pocket is a good tool for that if you want to save articles and reading and train ride. Um, cool. And so and a critical side of, for all of this is uh, 58% of the reviews received by men contain critical feedback, um, but so, I don't guess I guess I wouldn't say surprisingly because women in the corporate America like we're definitely having these conversations we have an episode about it Uh, they receive more critical reviews than men they are harshly reviewed um, compared to men Um, and that's basically like our hot topic for the day we're going to talk about reviews um, 
some of us, it's top of mind sure. because we are in the middle of being reviewed. And for others, um, you may not be thinking about it. Um, I mean, but, it's good to know. Like, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, whether you are getting reviewed now or ever, like the whole point of a review is is to get an idea of what the perception is of you and yes. who doesn't want to know what other people think about you, especially when they're the ones signing your check or not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Well, me for me for one, um, is that even real words? Um, <laughs> me for three. <laughs> I for one, um, I like reviews um, because, especially in the positions that we are being the few, mm-hmm. um, and especially for me as a copywriter, I don't know a lot of black male copywriters or black female copywriters too, uh, for that matter. And so for me, like it's 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 kind of like a safety, it's it's a safeguard, because if I'm even if I'm there isn't a review on the calendar, I tend to ask my mm-hmm. boss. Yep. Cool, like you seem to like me, but all right, what am I doing wrong? Yep. Um, and if they tell you that you're not doing something wrong, then you should kind of like I like to press for it because. That information is critical mm-hmm. to getting better. If your boss is telling you that you're doing everything right, then there's there's really nothing for you to work toward. Um, and if that's the case, then you should be your boss. Yeah, I I feel like um, I, I I worked at one of the agencies I worked at. I would beg for a review, and you know, it's not for me. It's not necessarily just like. It wasn't necessarily, at the time at least, um, promotion-based. It's more like I need to know that I'm fulfilling the duties. Like, it's more like self-validation, right? Like, Mm -hmm. to your point, yeah, what am I doing wrong? Because my fear is that if you're not giving me feedback on things you want me to do better at, you're probably either not paying attention to me, which isn't a good thing, or... You're, you're, you don't want me to get better because you're looking to get rid of me. And perhaps that's just poor uh, professional self-esteem, I guess, just about work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, but ha- coming from having some, you know, interesting or negative experiences, rather, like, mm. in, an, in an effort to kind of stay on my toes and to be somewhat in control and be the Virgo I am to try to make sure I know all the things, like it's important for me to know what you're thinking about me so that I can either fix it or decide it's not worth it. Or avoid getting reviewed as you're being escorted out the door. (laughs) I hate reviews. I mean, I I hate them because of my experiences that we talk about later, but for me, it's, I know that they're necessary because I need to know where I need to improve point blank period. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I've approached it in a way where I think critically more more critically about my reviews mm-hmm. because as a woman, I feel like there, there are going to be comments that are about my performance and that I can approve upon, but then there are also the same comments that come that is just about my personality. Mm, we can actually get into that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... 
and I've and I've had this mindset of like, are you critiquing my work? Mm-hmm. Or are you critiquing me? So that's probably one of the reasons that I hate reviews. And also, I've learned that people, the, my managers, they don't know how to give a review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone doesn't mm-hmm. know how to review. I think that's important. Actually, no, let's go into the, I think this is kind of switching up what we had on the outline, but like, I think the only time I've ever received a review that was largely personality-based instead of performance-based was at that hellhole of an agency <laughs> <laughs> that I worked at where, like, literally a month and a half down the line, you know, I was quote-unquote laid off, but no, they fired me. Um, but, I mean... I don't know, top-down perspective, right? That's what we talk about. Yeah. My, per- I'm looking at you. If you can't say that I'm doing anything wrong with my work and that everything is that, well, you should, um, we want you to open up more or, um, like you said, personal. I don't even remember what was on it. But there was one thing on there where it was like I seemed closed off mm. and therefore <laughs> that made it look like I wasn't a team player. Even though... All of my project, none of my projects were missing deadlines. As a project manager, like I would feel like, you know, starting out, I would feel like that's something that's important. But it was like you just seem so closed off, and you're hard to work with. But I'm high fiving people as I walk down the hallway, so I'm not quite sure what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. To me, like (laughs) I'm looking at you, like oh, you just don't like me. Like that's that's your. That is the best way to document that you don't like me without saying, I really just can't stand this broad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I mean, I could be wrong. As I've been told, I'm an activist, so maybe I was yeah, just taking it to her. But you're not wrong about them because they gave me a similar review. <laughs> so but, and, and, but to the point, like, how fair is that? Because if we're looking for data, if... Because reviews are supposed to not just be for promotion's sake, but for professional development. Mm -hmm. As a professional, if the only thing that you can, if the only feedback you have for me is not about my work, but more about like the things that like the person I am, like just me, how the person I've grown into, the adult I've grown into, then how fair is that for my professional development? And also, what does that say about you that there's nothing like that? that you have not been able to see past what you feel are my personal flaws to actually look at the work that I've produced and the efficiency, the, the efficiencies that I've created for said agency. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I can imagine, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the worst way. Nobody yeah. wants to hear we hate you every time I have a review. <laughs> yeah, and, I th- and I, the way that I think about it, about reviews is, even when I'm meeting a new team or whatever, it's 50-50. Because I've seen people who've been very successful, success being promoted within a group, and they don't know, you know jack shit about their job. And then there are people who know, who are amazing at their job, they meet the deadlines, they get it done, they get it done efficiently, but they don't gel with the group because right. they have there's a personality uh, it might be too strong or strong personality strong personality yeah. but at the same time it's like it's 50 50 yeah and i and i've always one mentor of mine she's not she doesn't really know she's my secret mentor 
Was yeah. she giving you advice? She gave me. Well, she doesn't know she's my mentor. That's why I call her secret mentor. Mm. That's to, what to, are you? To, who to are to you, that, Screech from <laughs> Saved by the Bell? To, to that point, <laughs> to, in a relationship, one sided relationship. But we, the thing is, like, I think we, we said. Wait, just one second, because I think we said that in previous episodes where a lot of you. <laughs> why are you laughing? But no, because it's a good point. And if nobody heard, I think that was the first episode. A lot of your mentors tend to be your friends. So it's yeah, it's very true. it's very it's very crucial that you watch who you oh god so like my parents like you watch who <laughs> you surround yourself with mm-hmm. because these are the people who give you advice right right so she may be your secret mentor in your head but she is actually like your mentor yeah. proceed sorry <laughs> <laughs> but you know she she broke it down to me because she has a strong personality and she knows that she comes off harshly because she needs to meet deadlines. It is her job to make sure that the entire team meets the deadline and doesn't waste money. But at the same time, she's like, sometimes I do have to be personable because it's not, I'm more judged if I get, if everyone likes me in the room as opposed to getting the job done. Right, and I think that speaks to like, some of the general odds that minorities face in the workplace when it comes to cultural differences. Because mm-hmm. to Kai's point, like when we worked at the same agency, my review was similar, which was, you're not gregarious enough. And I said to her, well, <laughs> can you expand on that? Right. And she's like, well... Like, when you come in, like, we just kind of need you to, like, bounce around and, like, stop at people's desks. I don't understand what their thing was with bouncing they like, around. They bouncing like around. people to bounce around. They like around. people. Like, they, <laughs> I was literally is. also told, like, I just, yeah. you know, kind of, like, bounce around. Be like, peppy. Yeah, That's I don't, not I don't, peppy. I don't do peppy, though. That's so. crazy. <laughs> I had that someone said that to me. Is asylum? Like, am I bouncing nah. off walls? You it was drink. an asylum, actually. Let me stop. <laughs> It absolutely you know, was. That building is just cursed. You just drink, that building is evil. Whatever. <laughs> you just drink a vente but coffee. Like, you bounce it everywhere. So, <laughs> like, that, that, re- that review was so crazy because she was saying that, and I was like, well, cool. Like, do you have, like, feedback on my work? Oh, my God, we love your work. Right. But... But we don't like you. <laughs> and you know like, what? But, and I think, and, you know, I think that's important mm-hmm. to know because... For me, right, starting off in the industry and perhaps like like how you feel right now, Karina, my expectation was that I was solely going to be judged by my work. And very quickly, you come to find out that it's more than that. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing because there is a level of relationship mm-hmm. building that is important as you you know, as you matriculate, or not matriculate, as you peruse through just the advertising industry, wherever you <laughs> fall in the place, peruse. you need to, like, but you need to, there, no. I don't necessarily want to say be friends with everybody, but you should be, oh, people expect for you to be open enough that they feel comfortable spending their hours with you. But that's something only I learned after that review, that, like, I can literally be the most efficient, most on budget, most project manager project manager and still not be considered the best project manager because people don't feel comfortable around Kai, the person. Forget Kai, the professional. 
Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's a hard lesson to learn. And that could totally be a reason to um, to hate reviews. Yeah. And I just, and I, I try to, that's when I do, it's weird, but when I know that I'm going to step in and I'm about to go over my review and go over my performance, I have to understand that this is halfway subjective and take it with a grain of salt. Now, the reason I say that is because not everybody gets reviewed, right? Right. With that being in mind, because people don't get people because people do not get reviewed often, they don't know they don't have a lot of learnings to review someone. Right. So to, to to that point, and I think this I think what what people need to keep in mind when it comes to reviews is that they are not one-sided. Also, when you realize that, and this is something that I had to learn the hard way, that some of your bosses need to be managed mm-hmm. because yeah, this this is a building, in, to, to Kai's point, like talking about, you know, creating relationships and building alliances. That has been the the crutch or the leg up or the stepping stone for some people. And so they may not have ever been critically reviewed. And because they've never been critically reviewed, they can't give you their most unbiased review possible because they just don't know how. So when you're in these positions where you feel like someone's giving you a biased review and it's very subjective and it's not about the work and it's about you, that's kind of your point where you have to like, start giving feedback or asking the right questions that steer the conversation in the way that you want it to go. So if like when we're at this godforsaken agency and she's like, well, you're not gregarious enough. And I'm like, well, talk to me about the work. Like you need to get a better name for this agency. Beelzebub LLC. (laughs) Because like, like when we were sitting there, I just remember getting frustrated. I'm like, well, you're telling me that you want me to bounce around, but these are the same people. When I see them in the elevator, they, they don't speak. And I say good morning, like they don't speak. So I'm not gonna bounce around. I'm I'm here to do a job. But to Kai's point, this is a relationship-based industry. Right. You mm-hmm. need to you need to build alliances. It's something that some people learn early, and some people learn it later. I think we've learned it later. But um, right. you have to steer these conversations in the direction that you want them to go, so that you get the outcome that you want to get out of, get out of it. So if they're talking about your personality traits, then you need to start asking critical questions that answer why your personality is affect in their opinion affecting the work. Right. I actually have a funny story that came um, from a friend about his experience. Like just kind of riffing. Just I mean I guess this far yet this early into our careers like you recognize the importance of your reviews so we were kind of of your abuse did I, is that what i said i didn't mean this <laughs> <What> <laughs> did okay. if i said abuse i didn't mean it then that was a freudian slip but like of your review okay so <laughs> he, he gave me this story right he said i started working for a team that i absolutely loved The company needed to shift people to meet demand for the busy season, so I was loaned out until until EOQ, so end of quarter. 
Sorry, just a side note. The idea being being loaned out until end of quarter, it sounds, sounds like he's a streetwalker, but he's totally it not. Sounds <laughs> like before, whenever they ended slavery. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever, 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 whatever. He's not a streetwalker and he doesn't work on plantations. However, let me continue. So he says, mind you, I was loaned out because my work was quality. So obviously they knew, you know, he's efficient, he's good at his job, we can share him because he'll be able to get through the work. Um, He said the team that he went to um, just had a really, the manager on that team was just a really, I don't know the the nicest way to say this, but like just a really uh, mean lady. We can put it like that, just a mean lady. (laughs) And to be quite honest, from his experience, he said she was. So he said that there were four of us transferred to her. Um, He was the only black and he was the only male. Um, After the initial orientation to to her, her work attitude um, and personality, there were no real issues. So I'm assuming the first week or or couple of weeks or so, she was was okay. She was, you know, maybe not chipper, but she was chill. He says she actually started giving me more assignments and had me helping the other transfers with their work. He said once time for evaluation came, he asked his his original manager who would be conducting the review, and the manager said, let's let uh, Stephanie do it since you've been with her lately. So first of all, not years ago, because I remember when this kind of happened, but now... That's not something I would be comfortable with. Somebody, somebody that I've only worked with for recent weeks to give me a, a full review on my work portfolio of skills that I've shared versus somebody that knows me very well over the course of, at the very least, a year and a half. That's shady or whatever. But, you know, you don't know these things when you come yeah, into the industry. You're not, yeah. looking, you're not looking for red flags. You're looking for more money. Mm. So, <laughs> no, it's real. So he says, it's time for my evaluation. Um, Yeah, let's let Anna do it since you've been with her lately. Cool, or Stephanie, whatever. Cool, not a problem. She's the VP, and um, such and such is the manager. That's not important. But here's what's important. He goes to the evaluation, and he's getting stunned reading it. So he's basically got a 50% on it. So they, they, I guess they uh, qualify this in four parts so like you you know there's there are four different categories to be judged on and he got a two out of four so he starts he's naturally inquisitive so he asks the right questions that i would not have known to ask at this point in my career what kind of questions what do you ask well, he said, why is this the first time I'm hearing about any of this? Which is a really fair question to ask. Obviously, the thing about reviews, to your point, Karina, like you shouldn't be surprised going into them. You should be you should know when you're messing up. Yeah. You should also know when you're doing amazing. Like mm-hmm. which is why I mean, I guess a lot of agencies do like peer reviews and self reviews because it's like you should kind of have an idea of what what your work life is like. Mm-hmm. Um he also said, why am I constantly being given more work if my work is not good? Wonderful question. <laughs> if there was a problem, wouldn't it have made more sense to say something sooner than later so that the work could have been corrected? He also asks, um, did he ask another question? I'm trying to read this as I go. 
No, he doesn't have another question. Basically, the conversation goes, she didn't really have much to say. Um, and she just said, let's just use this as a learning opportunity for growth. <laughs> we can backtrack on that later. Okay. So he said he told them that if he showed, he, he felt that if he showed this evaluation to anyone who knew him, they would say it was a mistake based on their recent, you know, like he said, he worked with another team. Everyone knows, everyone felt that his work was up to par. And out, all of a sudden, he's getting a 50% on his evaluation. That doesn't make sense. So he said he emailed his original boss. Um, or the next day, and they and they met to discuss it. And he said three days later, over a three day weekend, when he got back, he got an email that um, he had a meeting with the manager, Stephanie Anna, whichever okay. name you want to use. Okay. The fake manager, the manager for the end of quarter. Now here's something, which always makes me nervous. But just a heads up to some folks, and maybe this is too negative so we can crack a joke after to make it a little <laughs> positive for people. If you ever get a status meeting on your calendar <laughs> at random, out of nowhere, and it's first thing in the morning or the last thing you do before you leave, and you walk in the room and you see an HR person, <laughs> just know this conversation is not going to be one of your better conversations it's probably going to be one of your last conversations shade no shade so he said that he's thinking that they're going to discuss the evaluation because the evaluation doesn't seem right nope that's not what happened um, he literally the, he said the conversation went Hi, based off the evaluation, we decided that we we're going to have to let you go. I'll escort you to get your things. That sucks. Like that like that's a really that's a really shitty place to be in when you're starting a career and you're trusting in process that you know because that's the process that you're taught that you're people have taught you over the course of, you know, orientation, that's how they say things mm -hmm. go down. That you're, you know, you're encouraged to be inquisitive and demand feedback, um, but that's exactly what happens. Like it's, li it literally is often left into the hands of a handful of people. They don't always have to know you at your best. Sometimes they don't care. Sometimes your be your best advocates will help you on right. your reviews, but it's literally just the perception that they have and the numbers or paperwork that they fill out on your behalf to share with whomever the higher-ups right. are. I mean, it's a shitty situation. I mean, it, For it the also... record, he's still employed somewhere else. At a better place. At a place. <laughs> um, <laughs> better than that one, though. It's better than that one because he's been there, and they have a union, which is a whole other thing that I don't know about. Wait, don't ask me because I don't know about that lifestyle. It's not this, advertising. This is the underground I've actually, I've actually been a part of a union before. So it's a different lifestyle, but it, yes. It is definitely a different lifestyle. Um, but it also sounds like he didn't have 360 reviews. Nope. Because that is where, that that can make, that is the difference. Because that would have been, a, well, that would have been the difference in that situation because that there person would, is only They would have had to review, compare it, right, right? They would have had to compare her, her review with at least two to three other people's reviews. Um I yeah, don't well, necessarily agree with 360 reviews. I do. Tell me more. I do. 
I just, agree. But so okay. let me say go. why. Okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. Um the reason why I agree with 360 reviews, and it all depends on the agency and the company, but you may not work with your boss on a day-to-day basis. Right. I sometimes don't speak to my boss for a good week. Like a detailed conversation, like status updates. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. He may know what I'm working on, but he may not know the day-to-day. It may just be like in passing. I see you in the elevator. Like, hey, how'd that meeting go? Meeting went great. Thumbs up. Hey, guy. See you later. Like that could be the the extent of our interaction like on a weekly basis like there was they like there was there was a moment there, well, there were a couple of weeks where i don't think like he and i had a conversation for like a detailed conversation about work for like a while so the thing about 360 reviews is it gives him context to what you're actually doing so if they're not working with you on a day-to-day basis then now he has context. Like, it's one thing for him to be like, well, all right, cool, like, you sold that through. But then the context is, well, account saying this was a shit show and he helped it not be a shit show. Like, so that's why I agree with 360 Reviews because it can hurt you and it can save you. But usually with 360 Reviews, like, you're actually picking the people that your boss will consider when they're actually writing their review. So it's I, not random. Yeah. I, I, I mean, not every place has 360 reviews. Right. So you have to make the best of a situation. One thing about 360 reviews is it's, I'm okay, I'm, I have to see how it's organized. And I have to know what, if people are actually doing the review. Because what happens with peer reviews and 360 reviews, it it there's it has to be the reviews have to be mandatory, right? They have to be in in a in a place where you have someone that's going to advocate for you, mm-hmm. that is going to be your ally, and then that can see you through your work. Wait, what? So in a 360 review. Mm-hmm. You would want, I've, I never had a 360 review, but if I had one, mm-hmm. yeah, I would want someone who's going to advocate for me, a person who's actually seen my work, right, and a person who's an ally for me. Well, that's why you would pick that person. Right. So usually, it's, the way that it works is, review season starts, you go, that's crazy, well, I've actually been reviewed twice this year, two, two different companies. So <laughs> you, you'd basically say, well... Hey, these are the people who I've worked closely with over the last year on certain projects. I want them to do my peer review. You submit them to your boss. Your boss can go, nah, you kidding. You didn't work with this person. Or they can say, well, yeah, you actually worked in this project with this person, so I actually want to hear what they have to say. So you're, you're picking these people. Now, you can definitely pick somebody who's going to give you a bad review, um, but that's, that's, I mean, that's up to your discussion, like, you know, because you know yeah. your interactions with somebody. The, the, new, the new review system that I've been through is more peer-to-peer. So you have to make sure you do check-ins, mm-hmm. whether that's your direct person or direct as in your, your day-to-day direct boss 
or your supervisor, depending on your team. So are you getting reviewed at this company so you're so, right now? So the way... So what they do is they do peer-to-peer reviews. Mm -hmm. My whole thing about the 360 reviews that makes me iffy is that when you choose people, maybe it's me being crazy that they will trust that they will give me a fair review and that my boss will see it as a fair review, not just me, not my friend just talking about how great I am. That's the whole point of the process, though. So what you're saying is that you're not trusting in the process, but essentially... Who's to say that your boss is going to give you the most fair review? Right. Like, you never know. Who, clearly, you're not, you haven't received the most fair review you think you could have received. So, the point is to have checks and balances. So it's not only about who's going to say the nicest things about you. It's about people giving their experiences that they've had right. with working with you. But, but also, also, when you say peer-to-peer review, what's the difference between that and the 360? So for peer-to-peer reviews, you do these check-ins. And then at the the time where you're supposed to submit the paperwork, it's when you should know. It's, it's to build up transparency that you know what you're being reviewed on and you know what's a, nothing should be a surprise because you've had these check-ins to always consistently improve on your performance. With your peers. Yes. And on top of that, it's supposed to eliminate situations where you have a passive-aggressive boss and you don't know what you did wrong until the day of your review. The checkpoints are supposed to eliminate that because there are conflicts that can be that should be remediated in real time. I mean, but also, I mean, I feel like something that, that I kind of hear you saying is that your your worry or your fear is that you'll be getting a quote unquote bad review. Yeah, because I haven't. But you can get a bad review from anybody. But but I think I think like but what is that? If the po- point of a review is to find out what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong, the only time it's really a bad review if it, is if you're being re- judged unfairly. If someone's saying that you're actually doing something wrong and it's legit and you don't know that you're doing something wrong, then technically it's it's a good review if they if they're giving you the opportunity to correct that. And the thing that the last review that I would consider bad, the the what I got critiqued on was my personality. And that was like I can't improve well, on what my did personality. They say? It was about tone of voice right and the only reason i didn't say anything <laughs> right i don't know like, what are you a case study <laughs> are you copying I, I was like what does that mean well sometimes in a meeting you can come off as harsh and i was like you <laughs> now if anyone you, knows they me they think you're harsh child i would never be able to work there so if you are the gauge for all things harsh wretched and completely over the top them me and these big red (laughs) braids mm -mm, they wouldn't work look they missed out on all this efficiency look at them so Mm. the thing is though i did a test so i did it i was i watched my tone quote unquote didn't say I was soft, nice, whatever, for a good week. And then they were like, no, we need you to be more aggressive, and you need to be more aggressive with these people. And it's like, you don't even know what you're asking for. Right. I've actually heard That's... other women say that same critique before. It's like, 
you didn't like me today when I was being aggressive about meeting a project. So now I'm not being aggressive and you want me I've to gotten aggressive. feedback like that. I mean, that's real. Okay. All right. Yes, we get it. Yeah. You're not comfortable with the reviews. <laughs> so like, like what, I, I, I think that's, you're, you're not uncomfortable, I think, but it also opens up discussion for, all right, so what exactly do you do when you, because that right. doesn't really sound helpful. No. And so, like, I think we need to ask, self, ask ourselves, what do we do when we have an unhelpful review that's focused on personal things versus work performance? And we were talking about this earlier with mm-hmm. hell that we work in. Um, <laughs> like, it's knowing that these reviews are not one-sided. Like, this is not you, like, talking to your parents and them telling you, shut your face. Like, this, this is, <laughs> it's not your turn to talk. Like, we're all adults in a room sitting there, like, having a conversation about what you feel like I did right or I did wrong. And so you're there to actually respond to this person who's telling you, you did something wrong. Like, it's up to you in that moment to be like, but... No, I feel like this is this is exactly what happened, or this is how you should have solved the situation, or right. this is exactly, yeah. or this is this is the way that it went down, and you still may be wrong. Right, right, right. But you should always walk out of a, out of a review saying this was helpful. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I agree. And helpful, whether or not like you're basically saying like, cool, this is something I need to to improve on or helpful like it's helpful because it gives you insight like it, it's it should be helpful right. because it should give you more insight and not leave you further in the dark and the insight may be that you need to leave <laughs> I you know and honestly like when you first asked the question like in my head I'm like you just start looking for another job but am I like the reality right. is no that doesn't have to be the knee jerk reaction right no somebody gives you feedback they're saying you're acting like a complete asshole you probably have to ask, like, you probably need to take a step back and ask yourself, A, <laughs> am I being said asshole? Mm. Then I think it might be helpful to actually ask for examples. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I think we forget because we feel like we're in a place of judgment and, and superiority and infer- inferiority and boss and employee and all of that BS. But you need to find examples. Right. Because if there are no real examples, especially that point to work, to work, then you know it's not just you. And to Simeon's point, if it's not just you, then it's probably not best that you, that you're probably not gonna be there for the long term. So perhaps now we start to think of different, you know, an exit strategy. If you do get, if you do get examples, like, I think it's worth being, it's like taking a step back and being like, you know what? Maybe I do have a shitty personality. Maybe I could be maybe I could be a little bit less of a jerk off on the phone calls with the client. Maybe I could go for saying good morning at least once a week. You know what I'm saying? Like like personality comments are not necessarily the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Personality comments that don't come from a place of we want you to do better and we want you to win mean that we want you to leave right. right and i think it's learning how to understand the difference how do you do that i don't know i like to say trust your gut but everybody don't feel like they have that insight just kind of follow you know you got to just follow the breadcrumbs like yeah 
Are you feeling welcomed in general? Are people trying to help you? The person that's reviewing you, mm-hmm. what do they? What stake do they have in your career? Do they feel fully invested in you? Right. Or do you feel like you've been out here on a ledge trying to make it by yourself, and all of a sudden they've thrown all of this, you know, crazy dust up on you, and you need to figure out how to dust your shoulders off? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's it it really just depends, and you but you do have to be careful. Because there is something to be said for receiving. Um, I mean, you you got to learn how to take criticism. Right. Like, constructive criticism may may shade your personality. Because there's some really <laughs> there's some really <laughs> shady people. You know, like, and it's not that you're not good people. Like, I'm I. I always go into reviews feeling like I'm going to, when I do get reviewed, like I'm going to get like those kinds of feedback and I don't, but like, that's because I know that you could be a little nicer, but also probably be nicer today, just today. And and one thing that I like my main question, and this is a question that I ask in every review, it's. Because I've had reviews where they're just like, oh, my God, you're awesome. Like, you're this, and you're that. And then you have to look at them and go, I know I'm not awesome. "Mm, I am not that awesome. I'm going to need you to tell me something that I'm doing wrong. Or something I could be better at. It doesn't have to be wrong. Like, you need to tell me where there is room for improvement. improvement. But the the other shit is, my analogy for employment period is that this is a relationship and you should treat it like you treat your other relationships and you should walk out of that room with a clear understanding that this this company or your or your boss has your best interests in mind yes because like you you know when you know when it just ain't working yeah. Like well, you can sense it. And you and you can sense it. And so the review the review season is also a point where you if you are feeling like something is wrong to bring it up. Where it's yeah. not just it's not just one side like where you can have an amazing review, but at the same time like you just feel like yo you're same just, for you like or, you're just not that into me. Or like, it's not right. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to not just be for like positive spin, right? You don't want to be all negative, but there is a level of pro pro activism that is necessary in having a uh, a profession or just being a, a, a successful professional, mm-hmm. whether that's through entrepreneurship or whatever. Where you need you also have to like you need to want to be reviewed. You need to also want to perfect your craft. You also want to learn new skills. Because if people are constantly just telling you how amazing you are and you do all this perfect work and you're just so cool and we love you, then you're not growing. Right. And, like, at the end of the day, like, the goal is to grow as a professional. Whether you grow with that company or not, you still have your life to live and you still have goals you you want to achieve or you need to achieve. And no matter how messed up your job situation might be at that time everything that you've gone through negative and positive you pack that up you put it in your barney bag you take it with you to the next place but it's only <laughs> helpful yes from barney bag or your it's only helpful if you can say that you've learned something so right. all of it you need to learn so that's like 
Yes, absolutely. Go into it. Look, these are the things that I feel I need to work on. What do you think about that? These are the things that I've noticed. Hey, this has been my experience working with such such and such person. I need to know, is that a personality thing or is this a work ethic thing? Mm -hmm. Or am I reading too deeply into it? Like, this is the opportunity to have the intense conversations. Now, let me just go ahead and give this (laughs) disclaimer because I need to start giving disclaimers when I say things to people. It may not go right. The conversation yes. may not go <laughs> the way you want it to. Like this is not all gun. This is not all roses. Sometimes it's guns, but it is important. And I think like I think that's a part of being a professional. Like yeah. your best intention is not always going to take you where you want it to go, but oftentimes it will. This, and this, just be prepared. This is also one of those situations where uh, you need to be aware of the quote unquote millennial privilege mm-hmm. like what what that privilege i mean or expectations of like what you what you should be getting out of a job and what you what they should be giving you or what you should be expecting or whatever um so when you're going into those conversations and that's why i thought it was interesting when you when you keep saying getting a bad review like we need to define like what a bad review is because if the if a bad review is just you getting critical feedback that you that isn't favorable mm-hmm. right then to me that's not a bad review that's just like I'm walking out of here like alright cool this is what I need to work on because if the gut re- reaction is to alright I got a bad review so it's time to quit then whatever you're bad at you're just gonna be bad at the next place my with the same thing the way that in, in my personally, the way that I grade or read a bad review, if it is something that I cannot improve on, and the way that that I gauge that is having examples. What do you mean you can't improve on it? Like, if it's a personality, let's say it is my personality. That's you being, can change personality aspects. But having those examples can can bring back memories in your mind of, okay, when you take a step back and you say, well, I could have handled that situation differently, you have an example. It's different than saying, oh, I just wish you to be peppy all the time. Or well, I want you see, to, to, or I want you to be more here's invested. Here's what's missing. Because it's easy to be, def- I'm not saying you're defensive, caveat right. that. But it's easy to get defensive when people start talking about things that you do naturally. Mm. I think a better way to look at it is, is this helpful? Right. Is this helpful doesn't mean I can't change, I can change it or I can't change it. Mm -hmm. That's not the gauge. Like, because some things you just don't, frankly, want to change about yourself. So if you feel like you're not, you know, I don't personally, from working with you on this podcast, I don't think that you're harsh about anything. Quite frankly, I feel like I need to take 10 steps back because I don't, you know, I don't want to be that harsh to you because I could take it there, right? I think it's important to know that the whole point of your review is to learn and to grow. Am I learning from this? Is this going to help me grow? Can I take this information to my next job or to another career where this is transferable information that's going to help me be even better elsewhere? If you can't do any of those things with that information, to me, that's a bad review. 
Mm-hmm. Somebody's saying that you know what you just are, you just have a really stank stuck up personality. That might be really good insight to know, <laughs> because that means that you know what maybe I'm giving off the wrong vibe. Now to your point, if you like, well, I can't think of a moment when I was that way. If you can't get, if you can't get an example, then maybe they're just you know drawing conclusions. Right. Yeah. But it does have to be helpful, and it does have to be something that's transferable after you leave that place of work. Yeah. Right. Because, like, and, and to that point, I do feel like I'm a little bit more peppy <laughs> since we left hell. I told but, you, you're the most popular person <laughs> I know. But also, that that review, that last review in hell was, sure. it ended with me asking, well, like, why don't you give me, like, specific, like, examples of me not being gregarious enough and they really could and she really couldn't but she ended that review with (laughs) these choice words that i'll never ever forget which is well maybe this isn't the place for you (laughs) and i was like well maybe it isn't because that that to me like and to the point like we were saying before like deciding on whether or not it's time to like leave or go like she basically made the decision for me like this isn't the place for me because you're expecting something that I wouldn't say is unreasonable, but it isn't fair because everybody isn't being judged on the same criteria, you know, because like I said before, whereas I walk into the elevator, I'm like, Hey, good morning guys. And everybody acts like they were raised by wolves and they can't like respond to a greeting like everyone isn't being judged on the seat. So it wasn't for me. And you use the review as your own temperature gauge to be like, all right, cool. Deuces. Yeah. So now that we have been here for X amount of minutes. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, it has that You don't prefer. You don't prefer to be in the AC. We know. What is it? No, but I feel like, I feel like we, we've definitely like hit on, a lot I think of a good question things. is how, what do you do if you don't get formal reviews at your job? Because I, I think, I, I think we haven't, we haven't discussed that. Like we're come, we've been t- discussing it from a perspective of, you know, this is just something that naturally happens in your company corporate S- process. So I think, I think if you're not getting formal reviews, then you need to ask yourself, what are your goals? Right. Yeah. So, and to your point earlier, you're talking about like, yo, we want to get more money. You want uh, a higher title. Like, if you don't see those things in the horizon, then you should be asking for a review. Right. Because that is... Getting better and getting critical reviews so that you can get better is a part of review season. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, let's be really, really, really frank. Slavery is over and it's expensive as hell in all of these New York or United States states. Um... And so, especially where especially where most of the agencies are, like cost of living is is going up. And so, the goal is to get money, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't get an increase in salary unless there is a business. Um, oh my god, why is my brain dying right now? Um, business reason behind your raise. Like, what are you contributing to this company that justifies? that you deserve more money or you deserve a higher title. Sure. Yeah. 
I mean, so you should actually like, like to your point. Like the question is, if you don't get formal reviews, then you should ask for one. I guess how do you ask for one, right? I think that's a deeper question because you not, send an email. Well, I don't think you always have to send an email. Sure, that is a way to do it. But I so here's what I'm saying: if you're if they're if you're not getting reviews, like if that's not a formal piece of your process, to me that that speaks of an informal company culture. So maybe an email might, you know, an email could could be off-putting to some. But I think it's I think it's necessary. It doesn't necessarily have to come across as a review per se. But like, hey, I just want to chat about my goals. Hey, said person, I just want to know like, what are you looking for? You know, out of my role, are you happy with my performance? Here, here are some things that I'm thinking because. You know, in my role before being as Face 150, that's something I had are to you, do. Are you dropping names on the show? I've been dropping names. <laughs> okay. I did. I, sh- I gave a shout out to Space last, last episode. So, hell, everybody okay. know where I work now. <laughs> Can't say nothing bad. It's fine. Um, but, no, I think, I think it is important to ask for it, and it doesn't necessarily have to come across as a formal review but just like i just want to talk no. about how i'm how i look to you as a professional and and that's fair because there was there was one of the places that i worked where they had from formal reviews but i asked for a review because i felt like i wasn't getting the work that i should be getting and so for me that was like all right cool where well, you're not giving me work that's challenging or you i don't feel like you're considering me or allocating me for the work that I should be getting at this level. And so I call for a review, which is saying to basically say, well, Hey, like, do you guys like that? I'm here. Like, do you yeah. like, do you need some, do you need to see something else? And it was just like, no, we just, we just, we just don't have work. So like that, like sometimes you need to, if you're not getting a review or even like, I think the moment that you, your spidey senses go up that you should try to have, whether they're informal or formal, a dialogue with your manager to get to the root of it. Because, and and that's probably something we'll probably talk on another episode, which is about like self-awareness. Yeah. Being able to, um, to have like, awareness about you your situation. Under, like, you need to, what is it, what is, what is it that he says? Situational awareness. Yeah. You need to be able to, like, read your surroundings and, and, and not be blind. And I do think that that's something that you have to do with intent. Yeah. And I also don't necessarily think you have to do it when your spotty senses go up. I think it's even, especially if, if you don't formally get reviewed, then you should probably ask for it because the, the the day ends in why. Like, hey, you know, I haven't spoken to you for a while. Let's just grab coffee. Let's grab let's grab lunch. Let's, you know, grab a drink and just let me know what you're thinking about my performance or let me know what you know, the things I could do to help you more. Whoever that person is that you go to for your review. Um and and, and if you don't get peer rev- if you don't get reviews from bosses, then I would also encourage peer reviews. Ask ask the people around you that know you best what could, how could you do better. Um, but it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. Like reviews can totally be positive. You are supposed to learn from them and you're supposed to take the lessons as you move forward in your career. Definitely. And I think like if you recognize what makes you fearful or intimidated about interview I mean not interviews reviews then you should figure that out and try to 
find a way to defeat it. Like if if your whole thing is you're worried that you're going to learn something new while in your review, well, why don't you try to build a relationship with the person who's reviewing you and, and try to have touch points and try to, right. to cultivate a relationship. So when you have that moment, it's less like daring and it's less scary as if you didn't have a relationship. Sure. Also, if you're looking at this, like your employment is like your romantic or platonic relationships, there is a Beyonce lyric for every situation. And on that note. Okay. So I guess we, that means we're moving to solutions. We are moving to solutions. <laughs> what are the solutions? First one is Beyonce. <laughs> the ultimate solution. A Beyonce lyric for every situation. Um, I mean, for me, like, I, I think I, I like reviews just for the simple fact of, like, you're not getting any younger, and the point in life in general is to learn and to grow and to be better than the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and a review is one of the ways that you do that. It's 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 asking somebody to do something that they wouldn't probably do in a regular normal like conversation and giving you critical feedback that you can utilize to actually grow um my solution use your reviews to your advantage that's real mm-hmm. like it should have been my solution. No, because it's mine. And if it should have been yours, you would have thought about it, but you didn't, so it's mine. <laughs> but technically, I'm not technically. finished. <laughs> I'm not finished. Use your reviews to your advantage, no matter how negative they are. I personally believe, and as I've learned recently, many people don't agree with my perspective on profession, and that's fine. You don't have to. Get to the top the way you can. I will trawl up to the top the way I feel like doing so. We see each other. Okay, but no matter how negative or bad you may feel that your reviews are, you need to take something from it. And if it's not how to make yourself feel better, or do better, rather, it should be about how to better handle other people. And what I mean by that is, understand everybody's not going to like you, and sometimes it may come across in a review. That means that you have to learn how to strategize working with people that don't necessarily appreciate you the way others may. If it's a negative review, if they just don't like you, there's a way to fix that. You know that maybe that's not the person you need to be working with. And perhaps the strategy is not a complete, full-on agency you know, shutdown, like I don't need to work here. Perhaps it's, well, I need to go find somebody else that could advocate on my behalf. Because the way you get promotions, the way you get more money, the way you get recommendations to go elsewhere is somebody needs to sponsor you. Right. Somebody has to advocate for you. Somebody has to believe in you. If it's stuff that you know you can change, take a step back and think about it. Obviously, nobody wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that you're a shitty person, but maybe you've been doing some really shitty work. <laughs> and maybe if you're honest with yourself for about five seconds, you might see, all right, well, maybe like a tenth of that was true. Work on changing that tenth. If not for always, do it for that moment while you are working there. 
everybody has goals and you have to have leverage. There are some things that you're just going to have to let go by the wayside, whether it's a negative relationship with an organization, so you got to go somewhere else, or it's terrible habits that you have with working with other people that if you want to get a promotion or you want to be seen as a better partner within your team, that you're just going to have to get rid of some of those shitty habits. So learn how to find, I guess, the silver lining in all of your reviews and all of your experiences, a.k.a. use your reviews to your advantage. Yeah. Right. I agree. <laughs> I would say, you know... <laughs> what was, what was that? Before. Girl, go. <laughs> no, I think it, it's like we said, like, Kai, um, taking all of those experiences... And for me, take it with a grain of salt. Know, recognize if you are intimidated by reviews. Recognize what, what intimidates you about reviews. And try to at least go into the room with a more open mind that you're going to learn something that is going to help you in the future. Whether you stay there in that, in that, at that place or you go somewhere else, you know, make it productive enough to understand, okay, where you are in this present time. Cool. Well, that was a good discussion. I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, well. You can scream no? at each other. You so didn't like it? No, it was good. We it was wasn't good. too heated. Do you want to review us right now? Like, what do you say? Um, I'm going to tell you to write that down in your journal, okay? Cause you're okay. <laughs> Your review, you don't want it to be public. Um, well, that that actually was our episode for today. That was episode number seven. Ooh. We are almost to the double digits, people. And keep your letters, comments, questions to ask mixedcompany at gmail.com. Yep. Keep sending those. We appreciate them in the inbox. Don't remember, forget the social media, please. Yeah, remember to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are on all three platforms as Mafa New York. That is M as in Mary, A as in Apple, F as in Frank, A as Lord. in Apple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Just being really efficient. I'm being really all efficient right. today. That's good. Well, it was a good talk. Thanks, guys. For all of you out there getting your reviews, good luck to you. I hope everybody gets all the money. Um, and if not, do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>